0: to our second Exploring Unbound Going Deeper podcast. My name is Cook, and I'm a member of the Unbound Pittsburgh-Greensburg prayer team. Father and I started this podcast for our team to continue learning and developing in the Unbound prayer ministry and to further our own spiritual development. We use the Unbound prayer model as developed by Neil Lozano, as he teaches in his book Titled Unbound and in the Lozano's Unbound Freedom in Christ conferences. Father Boniface Hicks is joining me today. Father Boniface is a Benedictine monk from St. Vincent Arch Abbey. He's also the preacher and on air personality on WAOB, We Are One Body Radio, 106.7 FM, as well as the chaplain and a member of the Pittsburgh Greensburg. Unbound team. Welcome, Father Boniface.
1: Thanks, Terry. Great to be with you.
0: Thanks. In our last podcast, you told us a little bit about your own faith walk and how you got involved in Unbound Ministry. We also spoke about keeping the ministry sessions focused on the person that we're ministering to and not evil spirits. Today, I wanted to delve deeply into the area of really listening to that person. And how, as prayer leaders and intercessors, we can listen better in order to make that really person-focused. One of our leaders, Peggy, I think, was speaking to the Michigan Unbound Prayer Team trainers about our training process for the Pittsburgh team. She said that if we find a way to teach leaders how to really listen, to let her know, because that was their team's greatest challenge. So I thought we might address it here on the podcast. Father, do you have any insights on listening deeply?
1: Yeah, thanks Terry. Uh, and I had the chance in fact, in the meantime to address the Unbounded Michigan team and talk with them about listening. I think we had a great session. And then I had a general session after that which they also recorded and video should be around somewhere. Maybe uh, we can link it to this when when we get our hands on that. But I think listening is a skill that all of us really need to develop. That's actually why they had invited me out to talk to the Unbound team in particular, but then also asked that I just address a general audience to talk about listening. Because if there are two people, then there's a need for listening. And of course, our lives don't function well if we don't have more than one human being involved. We're constantly engaging with people and where well, there's a temptation to listen badly and we can form those bad habits. Then of course that can spill over into our ministry, any ministry and especially ministry with Unbound. Like you said, Terry, the importance of the interview with Unbound can't be overlooked and Neil himself has expressed this to me, as we've talked on several occasions, really emphasizing how important it is to give people the opportunity to share their story. He said they need to share their story. Now, he also uses the language, and I like it very much, about the little story and the big story. Each of us, each of our lives, our little lives, we can say without being dismissive, our lives are important. Each one of us has an infinite immortal soul, our, our lives are extremely important, but they're it's the little story. Our lives our little lives are not the whole universe and they're fit into the big story. The big story is the life of Jesus. The big story is the life is the story of salvation. It's the ultimate story of what God wants to do in history and throughout the world and in our own personal lives in order to bring us to eternal life with Him. And so learning how to fit the little story into the big story is kind of the big story of Unbound. And the Unbound minister is the one who really helps the one receiving prayer to do that by first of all, listening to the little story. We have to listen to the individual stories of people, of how they're feeling held back, how they're feeling bound, and what some of the origins, what some of the background is of that experience. And then as a minister, we're in a place by applying the five keys to help somebody fit that little story into the big story of salvation. So learning to listen is really critical for being able to be a good, unbound minister. But again, it's really critical just for being a human being in relationship with other human beings, and then also by extension, and more fundamentally, being in relationship with God. We need to learn how to listen to him. He's so good at listening to us. And it's one of the places we can go to get a little tutorial in listening is to look to the example of Jesus in the Gospels. Jesus listens. He listens to a lot of different people. And his listening itself is healing. I love to look at the story of Jesus encountering the woman at the well. He goes. He's at the well at midday. He meets this woman, and then he begins to engage her in discussion, and he really hears her. We only get a little snippet of the conversation that they share, and she says some things about herself, and he's always listening more deeply, and he helps to tease out what the real root of things are for her, which is she's had a lot of husbands, and the one with her now is not her husband. What we can hear even more deeply in that in an unbound way is that she's really looking for love and she's not finding it and she keeps moving on, but she's finally found the one who really loves her. We could say that he helps her to let go of some of those bondages of past relationships and then really what he gives her is the father's blessing as he sets her free. He invites her to a real union, a real love with himself, a real friendship but her experience of that is being heard. And that's what she proclaims to the town. He told me everything I ever did. That's what she says. Now, That's not true. He didn't tell her that. He just identified what the deepest wound was and he showed her that he really received that and he really understood that. And so she felt seen and known. She felt understood like no one had ever understood her before like no one had ever seen her before. And that's the kind of listening that we want to have also as Unbound Ministers, to really be able to see and know and understand people. And that in itself is profoundly healing. Even before we do any praying, even before we apply the five keys, already in the process of listening, asking, taking notes, understanding, Right, right in that process, a lot of healing is already taking place.
0: The person is truly heard and understood, accepted for who they are.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and we, in a, in a way, it's a, it's a necessary prerequisite for healing. Now, I, don't, I never want to diminish, and I won't do it here. There's a value to prayer, and God works in supernatural ways. There are certainly people who are healed and set free just by the power of prayer alone. And we can't dismiss that. I mean, when Jesus came and raised a woman from the dead, you know, it wasn't a matter of listening to her per se, although we could see that also as being analogous for other ways that people are raised by actually being heard, born anew by being received. You and I talked a little bit about Conrad Bars in our last podcast, and he has a beautiful image of being born into this world physically, but then being born again through human affirmation, uh, having an emotional birth, a psychological birth that comes from really being known and loved and received. And so the analogy of the, of the little girl raised from the dead could be drawing on that kind of experience, that second birth as well. But of course, the literal understanding of the gospel would be that she was dead and he prayed for her and she came alive. So, uh, We never want to devalue the power of prayer in itself and the intervention that God can have by his grace. That certainly is there. But at a human level, that listening, uh, an affirming listening and understanding and loving that happens in that initial interview, which is the, the first part of the unbound process and really in itself kind of the largest part. We don't spend as much time on any of the individual keys as we do spend in the interview process. And that's really important. Because people need that bond, that relationship, even to take the next steps of doing the repentance and forgiveness and renouncing. I love when Neil prays with people through the keys. he'll, he'll kind of, after having the interview, move in his chair and put an arm on their arm and really give them a, a kind of good grip. And I said, well, why, do you, why do you do that? And he said, they're going through some hard stuff and they need to know that they can hold on and someone is holding on to them. I thought it was a beautiful insight. And that's what I feel when I'm listening to people deeply is that I'm really taking them into my heart. I'm holding on to them and I'm letting them feel like I'm with you. I'm really in this with you. I'm feeling it with you. I'm understanding it with you. I'm journeying with you. I'm here with you. And when we listen deeply to somebody, we give them that firm foundation to help them do hard things, to help them take Difficult steps forward. And so, again, I see that listening is is just so foundational for the the unbound process.
0: I find it interesting that when Neil talks about when we're going to hold a person's arm or do something physical like that to support them, um, that we ask permission and not just invade their space. Um, do you think that in any way uh, breaks the concentration or what do you think about that?
1: Thanks for pointing that out, Terry. That's uh, that's so critical for us to remember those those gracious um, gestures that we make, even when we're doing something that we know is, is important and valuable and that maybe 99.9% of the people want us to do. We never want to invade someone's space or presume to touch them in any way without asking permission. Critical, so important. So thanks for bringing that up. I didn't mean to uh, to step over that.
0: Oh, no, and, I just, you know, in a way, it seems so uh, kind of counterintuitive, I mean, and just in everyday life and being Italian, we're pretty touchy-feeling. <laughs> it, it just comes natural, you know. But you know, I keep that in mind. Like, well, should I stop and ask? You know. So it, it's it's in some ways it's not a, a natural thing, and it it kind of changes the flow of the interview a little bit. And I just wondered what your take on that was.
1: No, it's it's great. I'm I'm glad you brought it up. And uh, even that gesture again tells the person, "I want to minister to you. You're not just everyone else. You're not just the uh, the uh, a general person. You're a specific individual, and I respect you." And to ask permission for uh, putting putting an arm on their a hand on their arm and giving them that firm grip to help them uh, pray through things, it's an act of respect that uh, your space is your space and you're secure in this environment in the same way as uh, I think we talked about a little bit the last time and it's worth emphasizing again and again is confidentiality. You're safe in this space and everything you say here stays here and I respect you. Your story is your story and that's not my right to share with everybody. It's your story to share. It's my story to to hear and I feel privileged to do that and I reverence that. The more that we can show people reverence and respect, again, the more firm foundation it provides for freedom and healing. So it's, a, it's an excellent point. And rather than interfering with the flow, I think if we do it in the right way, again, as an opportunity to show respect and let people, as we do in the Unbound process over and over, we want to engage people's freedom. We don't want to force ourselves on them in any way, whether it's praying at them or whether it's grabbing hold of them, we don't want to force ourselves on them. We really want to engage their freedom and have them invite us into that space, as they already do in the interview, sharing with us. And we want them to do that uh, with anything like moving forward and taking a firm grip and and helping them to, to renounce and forgive and repent and move forward.
0: While we're on this subject of the fiscal i was thinking about asking you if there is a physical element to listening for example body posture eye contact uh picking up on their physical cues but also what are physical facial expressions both the listener and the speaker what are the physical dynamics of listening
1: uh yeah it's a, it's a good question i want to I want to read just a little thing actually from conrad bars that i i love to use when i'm talking about listening because he describes it so beautifully, he he starts with the deepest place in us, uh, which is our attitude, you know, which is the interior of our hearts, and then he moves gradually outward, and he gets to the place that you asked me about, Terry, uh, is what kinds of physical postures and responses. But he says that affirmation starts with being aware of, attentive, and present to. The person's unique goodness and worth, so I need to enter into the situation like that already, and I think that's an important starting point for us as uh, ministers in unbound. I think it can be real easy to get focused on results okay we're gonna you know get rid of these demons we're gonna look for this success we're gonna uh you know i I gotta listen to all of these things I gotta write down all of this stuff i We can get too caught up in the in the process and the practicals. In the, uh, in the end result, and really lose track of the person. We never want to do that. So being aware of, attentive to, and present to the unique goodness and worth of the person that we're with. That's the first thing.
0: Yeah, in other words, not be too task-oriented.
1: That's right. Yeah, we're always tempted to be task-oriented. It's, uh, get this thing done. No. <laughs> no, this is a person who needs to be received and cared for with love. Uh, And then we do that apart from any good or worthwhile thing that person may do or can do. And so we don't look at the person and say, boy, when you're free, you're going to be wonderful. No, no, you're already wonderful. There's a big difference there. Now, we're planning on freedom, greater freedom, and we rejoice in someone being an even greater gift. But we have to start by acknowledging that this person is already wonderful, they already have a unique goodness and worth. And so we need to always focus on where we are now rather than what the person is going to be like or we just sort of tolerate them in the meantime until they finally get to a place that we approve of. That's really going to hold back. If I feel like you're placing an expectation on me that I need to be free in order to be loved, that's dangerous. Can't do that. Love is what frees. And it's really the application of God's love to the person now through the five keys, that is going to lead to the freedom. So that's the first point that Dr. Bars gives us. The second he says, and then that awareness, that attentiveness to the unique goodness and, uh, and worth of the person that we allow ourselves to be moved by, to feel attracted to, to find delight in that goodness and worth. And so I'm not only acknowledging it as an abstract fact because I'm a Christian and I believe in the infinite dignity of every human person. You know, I can make that creedal statement. No, I'm allowing myself to be moved by, attracted to, find delight in. And that's going to happen. I like to think of it as really taking the person into my heart. I'm allowing them in. And so their story, I'm not taking notes on their story with a kind of clinical detachment. I'm really listening to the person with care and concern and letting myself be moved by the things that they've experienced, the bondage that they've suffered from, the the relationships that have been broken in the past, the kinds of betrayal that they might have experienced or the kinds of sins that they might have fallen into, the kind of repeated patterns that they're, that they're going through. I'm moved by all that. Again, I'm not just uh, carrying out a kind of abstracted function. I always like to say it in a a simple way. You know, if Google can do it, then it's not human. (laughs) Google's very good at doing kind of question and answer process-oriented things. And I think in a future cast, we'll talk about some of the patterns and some of the things that we see, but we can never reduce that to, oh, you are this pattern. No, every person is unique, beautiful of infinite dignity, they're not just a pattern, they're not just a problem. So we can never turn things into a kind of if this, then that formula. A person is not an algorithm that we can just crank through. So if we could be replaced by a computer algorithm, then we've totally missed it. And we can never think of ourselves that way or another person that way. Every encounter is unique. And part of the problem of that, just to touch on this for a moment is, We're going to feel poor going into an encounter in the sense that I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't know what to do in advance because I don't know the person that I'm working with yet. And until I allow that person to unfold themselves before me, and then I allow the Holy Spirit to really work in my heart together with my own experience and the wisdom that comes from that, there's no doubt about that. But ultimately, I'm going to feel a sense of kind of poverty. There's a, I always think of it as a sort of sinking feeling like, gosh i'm really walking into the dark i'm walking into the unknown i'm walking into this uncertainty and i don't want to be afraid of that but i can be honest about not knowing what i'm what i'm facing i think it's part of jesus's admonition when he sends out the disciples two by two and he says don't take anything with you you know just just bring yourselves And I think that's what we need to do with Unbound too. Don't bring anything with us. Don't bring your bag of tricks and all of your tools. People are not a carpentry project that we can get out our hammer and our nail and our screwdriver and we've got all the tools in our bag to kind of undo somebody. It's always a unique encounter. And we need to learn to reverence that, to really encounter the person, discover the person, experience the person in a unique way. And surely there will be some patterns or some past experiences, some things that we can learn and some strategies. Yeah, those all have their place, but fundamentally the person and letting ourselves be moved by, attracted to, to find delight in this person and their goodness and worth. Mm. And and then we move to that the third level, which is what you asked me about, how I got started on this track, Terry then we can permit ourselves to be moved by and attracted to the person and reveal that in simple ways. Primarily, says Conrad Bars, by the psychomotor reactions, visible, sensible, physical changes, which are part of my being moved. And so I'm I'm big on eye contact. It's one of the things that makes it hard for me to take notes sometimes, although notes have their own value that I'll return to in a moment. But Eye contact is big, uh, allowing my face to be moved by the person that when they're speaking, not to be overly dramatic either. We don't want to take the attention onto ourself. That's always a danger is that I, I get so into it that I startle a person because I'm so overly dramatic. I want to restrain myself a little bit. That was
0: something, excuse me, Father, that was Mm -hmm. something that I was thinking about that you said not to be clinical and, and aloof, which is definitely important, and having those responses. But I was thinking particularly about sometimes there could be a temptation that maybe we bring a little bit too much of ourselves in the fact that maybe they trigger something in us from their story where we react out of our own story and maybe uh, cry or sort of become a part of their story in a certain way that maybe might be a negative?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And I appreciate you bringing that out. It's in, in a simple way, the unbound minister really needs to be unbound. You know, we need to be free enough to minister to others. And it's one of the reasons that, that we really develop our teams and, and not everybody's uh, ready not everybody has some of the capacity to listen and and work through a process, has the patience that it takes. And it's just not everybody's gift, first of all. But then also some people are are still working through their own stuff. Even after attending a conference, praying with somebody, they might have been freed from some things, worked through some of their experiences and been released from some of the, the bondage. But Now, they may still have some other things to work on, and if if we're not aware of those things, then we can be triggered, just like you said, Terry. It's a a great uh, example and a great uh, reason for ongoing mentorship and supervision as well, having people to talk with. As much as we all work through our stuff, we're always uh, in danger of being triggered, hopefully just in little ways. Hopefully nobody would be ministering on Unbound if they could really be triggered in big ways. But even in little ways, you know, we have our own past stuff. Uh, maybe find some attraction to this person, or maybe we end up uh, experiencing, like you said, they share in their story. Maybe the loss of a parent, and that triggers our own loss that we haven't really worked through or haven't come to a place of, of peace with. Now, being moved in some ways, and and I've uh, teared up on several occasions. Uh, I tear up somewhat often, actually, listening to people not so much that it's triggering my own stuff but my own stuff can give me some 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 empathy some compassion for what somebody's going through and i may allow myself to be drawn into their story in a way that's appropriate and that doesn't distract from them or their story but that they helps them really feel heard that would be the goal right. that we that we don't draw the attention to ourselves or when we're we're reacting overreacting that's probably a sign that we've triggered some of our own stuff and we need to be careful about that.
0: So if that happens, you'd maybe take a break from being a minister and really deal with your own stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. And we can look at that not as a failure. Uh, I don't want to, I would never want to see it that way, but actually as a great success that if things are coming up, it's because the Lord wants to bring some healing. And so if we've, Put ourselves in a situation, we're listening, and this would be the case for professional counselors too. you know It's uh, again, I'd never want to make this sound like a, a failure or somebody's destined never to do unbound again or something. But yeah, I think we really it's really important it is really important, not just I think, it is really important to deal with stuff that's coming up, whether it became a distraction or not, when stuff is coming up for us, and that's, again, just par for the course for any minister. Uh, who listens to the story, who enters into the story of another, our own stuff is also going to emerge. And we need to be sure to deal with that uh, by praying unbound, by talking to our own spiritual director or counselor, and and really trying to work through some of the stuff that's that's coming up.
0: I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted you.
1: That's okay. Yeah, let me just pick up there with uh, some of the uh, visible or, or audible ways that we can demonstrate our listening. Um, so again, it starts by recognizing that unique goodness and worth being moved by that unique goodness and worth of the person, and then uh, revealing that in some simple ways. And we can do that by, as you said, our, our posture, the way that we face people, you know, think of the uh, indications. like if you start looking at your watch, that's not a sign that you're really <laughs> in with the person, you know, if you start wandering around the room. We need to remove all those distractions so we can give our undivided attention to somebody who is opening up some of the deepest and most sensitive places in their heart to us. That's so critical. Everything we can do to give our undivided attention is so critical. And so we demonstrate that by our, our posture, by our eye contact, and then taking notes I experienced at first like, oh, that seems like an interruption. I've allowed this piece of paper to come between myself and the person. But Neil actually gave me the insight in helping me to understand, well, first of all, the person is kind of expecting you to take notes. And when you write something down, they feel kind of good about that. Like, oh, I said something that was worth writing down. And so that's actually an encouragement that I'm paying attention and that they're saying something that's valuable, that's important. And so we want to keep affirming that, that everything the person is saying really is valuable. And we can do that by, by gently nodding our heads or I often make my own little uh, groaning sounds. Hmm. Oh, yeah. OK. You know, wow. Oh, that must have hurt. Anyway, just little little comments. Again, we don't want to do that in such a, a big way that we end up uh, taking over the conversation or that we end up uh, interfering with the person. Mm-hmm. But um, but little ways to show that we're listening. Uh, again, you know, facial expressions and those uh, different little ways, just natural ways mm-hmm. that we show the person we're listening.
0: Yeah, even when you're writing, you can still nod your head and, and that's
1: right. And have facial
0: expressions even when the eye contact isn't quite there. Um, yeah, I mean, for those of us who don't have perfect memories. That's right. We did some prayer. It wasn't really extended prayer, but it was sort of extended wall prayer at some of our conferences where we were doing multiple keys without writing. And that really freaked me out because I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to remember all of these things that they're telling me that are so important that we really need to pray through? And in their interview, they're hitting on all these major things and I have no pen and paper. (laughs) It was amazing to me how the Lord just during the prayer just brought that all that recall back into my mind. The Holy Spirit was at work all those fears that I had that I'm not going to remember all these things they're telling me. And that and just flowed. It
1: was mm. Yeah. Yeah. You make a, a great point in terms of how God provides. And then I would also reinforce for our listeners and our ministers, not to be afraid to, uh, or to, to put pressure on yourself that you have to remember everything in the sense that you're, you're together with the person and, uh, you know, you don't need to claim to be uh, all-knowing or something. So I, I've I found myself many times saying, ah, there, was, "There was something else. What, what am I missing here?" And just invite the person to be part of that and be humble about, um, you know, maybe remembering that we that, that there's something we're forgetting, <laughs> or you know, just just asking for that that guidance. But that becomes an important part of the the process as well when we take all the notes, you know, and Again, before we've even prayed with them, one of the gifts we give them is they tell us a story of what they're struggling with, which sometimes can seem very overwhelming and kind of uh, limitless. You know, it's like it's this big thing and they start walking through that and they share that. And then we boil it down into those couple of keys. And so before we transition into prayer, we tell them, okay, this is what I heard, you know, um, there are these areas of repentance, this, this, and this, and um, some some places to forgive this person for this and this person for this and this person for this. And then there are these spirits to uh, to renounce this one and that one and this one and that one. And now we've given them in a compact package, you know, in two minutes, we've recounted to them what it took them 30 or 40 minutes to share with us. That itself is a gift. First of all, that they feel like, wow, you really got it. Yeah, that's my stuff. You really listen to me. That's so affirming. And then that we took this thing that could seem kind of limitless and expansive, and we boiled it down into this little kind of concrete package, and we're going to walk through some of those things now together. That itself is very healing and very encouraging.
0: Well, Father, I would like to thank you once again for sharing your time and wisdom and experience with us today. I think you brought out some great insights, and hopefully Unbound prayer leaders and other ministers will benefit from this podcast. I'll put up some show notes on our blog page, exploringunbound.blogspot.com. And uh, you can always learn more about Unbound at heartofthefather.com. I also thank everybody who listened to this podcast, and I'll ask Father to bless us all.
1: Heavenly Father, I ask you to pour your grace on all of our listeners to help them listen more deeply. Help us to listen like Jesus, really receiving the other and through taking the other into our hearts, bringing so much healing and bringing every person into the presence of God. And may you pour out your grace upon us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Thank you, Father.
1: Thank you, Terry.